0: First Corinthians chapter fifteen. First Corinthians chapter fifteen. We begin our reading at verse eight. And these are the words that you find there. And last of all, he was seen by me also as of one born out of due time. For I am the least of the apostles that I am not beat to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. That's as far as I want to go right there. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. That's what I want to talk about. By the grace of God, I am what I am. What your opinion is Don't know what you think But but I do know that who I know who I am By his grace Whatever it is I am I am that By his grace Every child of God Needs to be aware Of this one fact That no matter who or what you are in the body of Christ. No matter what office or position you hold in the church. No matter how gifted you are. Or how many people are impressed by your great name. You are who you are. By the grace of God. It really doesn't matter how many people are talking about how great you are. doesn't really matter how many folk are in love with you. Whatever you are, you are that by the grace of God. If you have achieved anything of value that will cause others to stand and cheer, you need to learn right quick how to say to God, be the glory. Because, my brothers and my sisters, if you have accomplished anything at all with any degree of success, you need to understand that it's been done by the grace of God. Because it's Father's Day today, because it's Father's Day today. I, I want to zero in on this text to encourage fathers today. I want to encourage, the, but at the same time, Let me tell you that this is a word that speaks to every believer. Because all of us, my brothers and sisters, all of us are who we are. Yeah, today, because of the grace of God. Come to this text. You will find the Apostle Paul writing a letter back to the church at Corinth. This is a church that he has established on while he was on his second missionary journey. He established that church there and he left and went about his business. But now he's in Ephesus and he's doing the same thing, telling the same story. He's now on his third missionary journey and while he's there, he receives word, uh, a disturbing report that they were having problems back at the church at Corinth. Get this now. He's been gone a while. He established that church, and now he's getting word that they got some problems back at the church at Corinth. 1 11, he says, it has been declared to me that there were contentions among you. That's what he was writing back. He's writing back to the church it says, it has been reported to me, or declared to me, that there are contentions in the church. Let, let me say it in modern day terms. The church is in a mess. He <laughs> said, I'm getting worried. I'm getting worried that, that the church is in a mess. There are contentions among you. Read chapter 1. Read chapter 1 uh, through, and, and, and through chapter 6. And you see that they did have a whole lot of stuff going on. Crazy stuff going on in the church. There were problems with incest, problems with adultery, Christians carrying each other to court, questions about marriage, and questions about eating meat offered to idols. And the, yeah, there, there, there was disorder in the public worship. Couldn't even get that right. They had arguments going on over spiritual gifts, who was the most, spe- are y'all hearing me? And then at the end of that, they were having trouble and having discussions and arguments over the resurrection of Jesus Christ, all that going on in church. Now, brothers and sisters, if you will observe this for just a moment, you will get a chance to see how crafty the devil is. If you just look at this list of stuff that they got going on, you'll get a chance to see how crafty the the, the, the devil is. All this church mess, as we call it. And in the midst of all of that mess, he includes the most important teaching of the Christian church. Are y'all hearing me? In the midst of all of that craziness going on, they also are arguing and fussing about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Now, my brothers and my sisters, I I am convinced that there are some problems, there are some divisions, there are some debates are going to still be going on when Jesus comes back. I'm convinced that there's still going to be some things that churches are going to be arguing about. Yeah, 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 yeah. When Jesus comes back, he's going to have to come back, straighten some of that stuff out himself. But be clear, the resurrection of Jesus Christ ain't up for debate. Are y'all hearing me? I say the resurrection of Jesus Christ is not up for debate. If the church is to be the church, it must hold fast to the truth of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We can debate all day and all night about speaking in tongues. We can fall out over what women can do and what they can't do in the church. We can split over the teaching and the doctrine of the Holy Ghost. All of that stuff we can fight over. But if we are to be the church of the living God, we've got to come together on one thing, and that is the bodily resurrection. Of Jesus Christ. There ain't no room. Are y'all hearing me? There ain't no room for messing with that. We don't get nothing else right. Got to get that right. Let's take it right out of the book. Let's take it right out of the book. Paul, verse 13, he says, if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ is not risen. Is that in your book? Yeah. Verse 14, he, he says, if Christ... Is not risen from the dead. He says our our preaching is in vain. (laughs) Are y'all hearing me? If Jesus didn't get up, what am I doing up here? Y'all hearing this? Look at verse 15. If Christ is not risen from the dead, all of us up in here, we are false witnesses. You been going around here telling folk about Jesus? Talking about what he done for you? If he didn't get up from the dead, all of us are false witnesses. Our testimony is false. Verse 16, if there is no resurrection, Christ didn't get up from the dead. 17, if he didn't get up, we are all yet in our sins. Y'all hearing this? If he didn't get up, we we in bad. What, What we shouting about? because we are yet in our sin verse 18 he says if he didn't get up those who have died have perished look at 19 yeah, yeah, if this life is all that we have we are miserable creatures I wonder if I can get a witness up in here is there anybody up in here that knows this has got to be something better than this are y'all hearing me? I don't know about anybody. I thank God that there, there's something better than this. I look at the news every day and see all them crazy folk up there running the nations and all over. Are y'all hearing me? I, I just got to know that there's something better. There's something better. And if, if it's not, we are, we are all miserable creatures. The death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ is the foundation of the Christian faith, and you remove that foundation, and the whole fabric will fall apart. That's why Hebrew Ten Twenty Three tells us that we ought to hold fast. Are y'all hearing me? We ought to hold fast to the profession. We, yeah, yeah we, we we don't let nothing mess with the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And then Paul, Paul says, "I've got evidence." There's evidence of this resurrection. He says, My first evidence, follow the word, my first evidence is that in all of this time the story has not changed. Y'all hear me? Yeah, he says that he's writing the letter to them. He says to them, You know, when I came through the first time, I was preaching Christ and Him crucified. I left. And I've traveled all over the region, and now I'm in ever and guess what? I'm still telling the same story. Yeah. Paul says, evidence is that this story and all of this time, this story has not changed. The world, uh, Paul says to them, look around. The world is being changed one life at a time because of this story and this story has not changed and my brothers uh, and my sisters i got news for you this story still ain't changed are y'all hearing me not only has this story not changed uh, yeah yeah he says uh, there are eyewitnesses all right y'all hear me it's right there in the book he said he said the story hadn't changed and this is how, he said there are some eyewitnesses who saw Christ after he got up from the grave you all got to understand it. at the time of this writing, there were still some people alive who actually saw Jesus with their own eyes. Even after he had come from the, there were still some people alive who saw him with their own eyes. And not only did it, because they saw him uh, with their own eyes, they know he went to the cross, but they know he got up and they could not stop talking about it. They kept telling the story. And let me share something with you. It's been over 2,000 years ago, and I still can't stop talking about it. Y'all ain't hearing me. I, I say it's been over 2,000 years, and I still can't. Y'all hearing me? You wonder why every time I get up, I'm saying the same old thing? I know some of y'all wish you look like you ought to get some new material every Sunday. He talking about he died, and they put him in a grave, and he got up. He do that every Sunday. Well, let me tell you something. Come next Sunday. <laughs> And the Sunday after that, I'll be talking about the same. I'll be telling you the same thing. The story will not change. Can't help myself. I can only imagine what it must have been like to see it with your own eyes firsthand. First I can only imagine to have been there. Yeah, I wasn't even there, but yeah, the Holy Ghost has put it in me and let me know that this thing is true, and I can't shut up about it. Verse 5, he said, here's some more evidence. Verse 5, he says, he was seen by Peter. He, he, he was seen by, by Peter and the remaining disciples. Peter, Peter, you remember after the resurrection, Peter ran down there. They saw him and all the remaining disciples. And the Bible says the 12, but the truth is by this time, Judas had already taken his life. So, but those disciples, they saw him with their own eyes. This is evidence of the resurrection. Look at verse 6. He says, not only that, he was seen by 500 folk at least yeah he was seen at one time they saw him after the resurrection they they saw him alive walking around verse seven says then James James saw him he's by himself and he, he got it. He, he saw him and then all of the apostles saw him that day out there on Mount Olivet When the cloud came down and he stepped on the cloud, they they were looking at him with their own eyes. They saw him with their own eyes. He's making proof that Jesus got up from the grave. Paul is making a case that the resurrection he's making a case for the resurrection, but but then he comes down to his own eyewitness testimony. (laughs) He said, Last of all, coming to the text now, he said. He was seen by me. Y'all hear me? You know what keeps me running this race? I thank God for what he saw. I thank God for what all of them saw. You know what keeps me running this race? I seen him for myself. Are y'all hearing me? And you really, you really won't run this race like y'all run until you had that experience for yourself. Until you seen Jesus Are y'all, for yourself. I would have quit a long time ago if, yeah, yeah, one Sunday morning he had entered my life and let me see him. Are y'all hearing me? Uh-huh. <laughs> Young man, old man, sitting there one day in the city park, and was a dog came by and saw a rabbit. And when the dog saw the rabbit, the dog started running this rabbit. Rabbit running for his life, dog right behind, him, they ran all, all over the city, down through the creeks, everywhere running. Dog stayed right behind him. Young men, they, they, were watching, and every now and then they come back through that park where the men walk. After a while, some other dogs joined in. Mm. These dogs joined in, and after a while, there were a whole pack of dogs just barking and. Running, trying to just running, they, yeah, just all, all over town, just, just barking and all through the woods everywhere. And every once in a while, they come back through, and, and all day long, those dogs were running at rabbit, just rabbit running for his life. And later on that evening, they could hear him, they could hear him all in the wood, but the sound was sort of getting weaker. And after a while, they realized that one dog would stop running. And Another dog would sort of peel off, and after a while another dog was stopping. And and later on that evening they can they came back through there and there was only that one dog. All the rest of the dogs had quit. He was still running that rabbit. And the young man said to the old man, saidn't that strange that ain't but one dog running? That one dog is still running that rabbit. I don't know how come the rest of them stopped. Why didn't they why aren't they still running? He said, old man said, I can tell you. He said he's running. <laughs> Because he saw the rabbit. Yeah. Yeah. He, he saw the rabbit. Are y'all hearing me? Oh, there are a whole lot of folk that, that will come with you and they'll run with you and they go to church with you and they'll fall off by the wayside. But when you've seen it for yourself, are y'all hearing me? I ain't running because you saw him. I'm running because I saw him for myself. I know what to man. Are y'all hearing me? I saw him for myself. Paul Paul refers to himself. He refers to himself as the least of the apostles. You see, Paul realized that his story was a little different from the rest of the disciples rest of them could brag about Jesus coming by and picking them. By, yeah, he came by on, on, on the seashore and that kind of thing. Well, Paul's story was a little different. You see, the word apostles means one who is sent. And in the case of the 12, apostle means one that was sent by Jesus himself. That's why we talk about the 11 that was left, Judas said, but we talk about the 11 and Paul. We talk about 12 because we're talking about those that Jesus sent himself. Many have been sent to to do this work since and there are a whole lot of folk now who call themselves apostles, that's all right, but these apostles are the one that Jesus sent himself. Are y'all hearing me? Paul says, of those 12, I realize that I'm the least of all. See, Paul knew that folk had a problem with his apostleship. They, they had a problem because you, you wasn't with them. Y'all hear me? Yeah, you say you're an apostle, but you wasn't up there in the room with them. You, you say you're an apostle, but you, he knew that folk had a little problem with his apostleship. As a matter of fact, he was never in the picture at all until Jesus had already ascended to heaven. People had a problem with that. How you call yourself an apostle? But yeah, yeah. But, but see what they didn't realize that that one day on the Damascus road. <laughs> yes, <sir>. never, never. <laughs> Check out chapter nine. Check out chapter yeah in chapter nine of Acts you see red writing. That means Jesus is talking. Jesus made a special trip to talk to Paul. You remember how he fell down to the ground block. You remember that story. He's on a mission to destroy the church. But while he's on the Damascus Road, Jesus came, changed his mind, changed his mission. Right. Sent him out to preach the gospel. Oh, so, so Paul knew these folk gonna have a problem with me. <laughs> they ain't gonna believe. That I'm one of them. Some, somehow they, they, the folk are going to have a problem with me because I don't fit. I don't fit the story. They, yeah, they, they know I, I wasn't around when Jesus sent the, sent, for, sent for the rest of the part When he told the rest of them, go ye therefore. They know I wasn't there. Are y'all hearing me? They, they knew they, they, they knew Paul. They've they been knowing him all his life. They knew that he didn't come from a family line of preachers. His daddy wasn't a preacher. His granddaddy wasn't a deacon. He didn't come from that kind of line. He didn't come from a lineage of believers. They were going to have a problem with him. He knew that they not only did that, he, he knew they were going to have a problem with him yeah, being a disciple because they, they remember what he used to be. <laughs> Y'all ain't hearing me, eh? They they knew how he used to he, he used to persecute Christians and how he was asking for letters to go and destroy Christians. They knew about his past. He knew they were going to have a problem with letting me identify as one of the apostles. But well, then Paul makes a statement that that brings us to our text. He says, "I know that people don't want to accept me for what I am. They don't want to." Let, they don't want to admit that I am called by Jesus to do this thing, he says, but just as hard to sort of take the wind out of everybody's sails. And so everybody, he said, I want you all to know I ain't bragging about anything I did. <laughs> y'all ain't hear me? I ain't got to defend it because I didn't do it. Are y'all hear me? He says the thing that I want everybody to know is that by the grace of God, I didn't do anything to earn it. I ain't good enough to have it. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. Are y'all hearing me? In other words, I don't have time to argue with you about who or what I am or my relationship with Jesus. I ain't going to waste no time trying to prove that I was really sent by Jesus to do what I do. And the reason why is because it ain't about me anyhow. I ain't got to argue and I ain't got to fuss and prove to you what I am. Yeah, I'm not where I am because of anything I did. I didn't turn myself around and put myself in this office. I don't deserve to be here. All I can tell you is that I am what I am by the grace of God. Y'all, there any grace folk in the house. Are y'all hearing me? Is there anybody that anybody ain't scared to admit that I'm who I am because of the grace of God? I'm still trying to figure it out. I don't know why he loved me so much. All I know is I woke up one morning and he, I, are y'all hearing me? I am who I am by the grace of God. Are y'all hearing me? You want to know how I got up here? You want to know how these folk got up here? Ain't nothing but the grace of God. You want to know why? God is using vocal, just the grace. Nothing but the grace of God. And since this is Father's Day, I thought I'd encourage Daddy today. I want to encourage Daddy today, fathers who, 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 who may not have been raised in Christian homes. Daddy might not have been a deacon in you. Daddy might not have been a preacher. I, I want to encourage fathers who, who may have come from a different background. Who, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, those who still have folk who, who can't turn loose what you used to be. Let me encourage daddy today. Huh? You know, have some folk that never, don't ever want you to get any bigger than, than what you used to be. Let me encourage some father today, somebody who who strives to live for Jesus and do the right thing the right way. Fathers who are striving to do your best in service. Yet, there's those who still sit around wondering. There are those who wonder if you're really who you say you are. You, you're doing your best. You've given fatherhood your best. And there are still folk who are just waiting on you to mess up, wondering if you're really who you say you are. Is he really changed? Is he really turned around? Paul tells us today that it ain't your bad. Because the truth is, it ain't about you nohow. It's about what the Lord has done. It's about what the Lord has done for you. And your response to anybody and everybody is, no matter who or what they think you are or what they might be saying, your response ought to be, I am what I am. Are y'all hearing me? I am what I am because of the grace of God. Are y'all hearing this? Dare to tell them I didn't work for it. I didn't run for it. I don't even deserve it, but it's all by the grace of God. And I don't understand it. Anybody yeah, yeah anybody who's ever been in Christ, you, you really can't explain how you got there. You, you can't explain any good deed that you did for you God to love you like he does. And the truth of the matter is uh, we have to come to the conclusion that it's all by the grace of God. I don't know why, I don't know why, but somebody said it like this recently. It said, you thought I was worth saving. Are y'all hearing me? You thought I was worth saving, so you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth keeping, so you cleansed me up inside. You thought I was to die for, so you sacrificed your life, so I could be free. So I could be whole, so I could tell everyone I know. Are y'all hearing me? Now, that's the way they said it lately, but when I was a child, we said it like this. Love lifted me. Love lifted me when nothing else could help. Love lifted me, yeah, it's all about the grace of God, yeah, so as I go to my seat, let me go one step further, yeah, it was amazing grace uh, that will always uh, be my song of praise, yeah, for it was grace uh, that bought my liberty, yeah, I do not know uh, why Jesus came to love me so, yeah, but he looked beyond uh, what I got a witness here. Yeah. He looked beyond uh, all of my faults uh, and he saw my need. Uh, I shall, uh, I shall forever live my eyes to Calvary to view the cross where Jesus died for me how marvelous how marvelous that grace that caught my falling soul he looked he looked can I get a witness here yeah. he looked beyond my thoughts and he saw my knees yeah yeah. yeah yes yeah. 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 It is all by His grace. Everybody up in here. Everybody up in here. Get the hair out of your chest. You didn't do it. It's by His grace that we are who we are. Whatever we've become in the success that we have, we have to give him the glory because we are who we are by his grace. The beauty of grace is that it's unmerited favor. And I thank God for favor, but even more so, I thank him that I didn't deserve it. And he favored me anyhow. I want you to know that that kind of favor is still available right now he extends that favor to you right now if thou will confess with thy mouth the lord jesus believe in your heart that god has raised him from the dead Thou shall be saved if you're here today unsaved don't have a savior have never considered Uniting with the church and accepting Jesus Christ. If you're unsaved, let me invite you to come today. If you're already saved, already saved, already accepted him, just have not lived that way, just just have not been close in, today you ought to turn that around by his grace, by his grace. He, He wants to turn you around right here today. If you're here, somebody ought to be moving. Come now, come now.